Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our newest episode. Today I'm going to talk to you about a game which I actually liked for once in a lifetime. It happens. So, this game that I'm going to talk to you about is one hell of a game and I pretty much liked it. It was a big improvement over the last game and it was a good game overall. Huh. What kind of a game is that? What do you think? Well, before I start, I want to thank none other than EA and the developers of Need for Speed Heat for providing me with the deluxe edition codes to the game. You guys made my quarantine much more bearable. So, <coughs> anyways, here we go. So, now, you may not believe it, but I'm a huge fan of Need for Speed. I loved Need for Speed as a kid. I played it on PlayStation, I played it on PC, I played it on practically anywhere that I could. But when the new generation of the games came a few years ago, I was massively disappointed. Starting with Need for Speed Pro Street, which sucked. Sorry. Sorry. It did suck. It was one terrible game. Then came the rest of the gang, which ruined everything for me. Need for Speed World, Need for Speed... Uh, that stupid game, I forgot, and then The Run, Need for Speed World. What the hell was that game? Seriously, what the hell did EA think? And so many others that came one after the other. It seemed like Need for Speed has no idea how to move forward. Criterion did know. Ghost Games, Black Box, all of those guys had no idea, even though Black Box is essentially ghosts. But still, they had no idea. And I think Ghost still develops Need for Speed. I'm not sure. Gotta check. But, as I said, they developed many games. Over the history's probably 24, 23 years, Maybe more, I'm not sure, I'm just guessing because I was a kid when I started. So probably, yeah, 25 years is probably correct. Maybe more, not sure. Maybe even less, if it's less, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know, could be. But over the series, over 20 years of history, it had lots of freaking up and down. I mean, these ups and downs were crazy as hell. I had seen many, many different versions of Need for Speed, and it seemed like they had no idea what to do. Yet the fandom never liked anything that they experimented with, unless it was stated as an experiment. For one thing that they hated was none other than Pro Street. Why? Because suddenly from that thrill of underground racing, cops chasing you, you went to, I don't know, Legal racing? Why would you do that? Then we had Need for Speed Shift. Same concept, but a big difference. The difference being that it was marketed as such from the very, very, very beginning. It didn't try to be a Need for Speed title. It tried to be a spin-off. They knew it was a different thing. We knew it, and it had so many cool things. For one, it was trying to be a simulation, which, okay, we liked. It was Need for Speed's first hand at that. Second, the graphics were really good. Wow. Third, the freaking gameplay. Your camera being inside the car and the second game being inside the head. I mean, it would have been amazing for VR, but, you know, 
it's still pretty cool. I really love that camera. I mean, it should be used way more often than that. I mean, it's fun doing it. I don't know why people don't like it. Maybe, yes, there's a big strain on the developers creating cockpit view for every single car, but seriously, it was amazing. As I remember, Gran Turismo was one of the games that had cockpit view for the high-end cars, as did the, well, destruction of the cars. So, anyways, as I was saying, the game seems really different this time again. Now, the new Need for Speeds started with Need for Speed 2015, which was a reboot. Need for Speed Payback came and ruined the name Need for Speed in the most horrifying of ways. I mean, Jesus Christ, that slot machine? What the hell? What the hell? It was one of the games that I truly hated. It was not fun to play. Then comes Need for Speed Heat trying to be something that the previous ones were not. Something that is different, something that is new, something that takes everything from the best of the worlds and brings it together in one full package. Now, let me tell you, I still believe Hot Pursuit was one hell of a game because you could play both as the cop and the racers and it was one hell of a thrill. How could nobody like that? I mean... <laughs> Everybody loved it. Hot Pursuit was amazing. Everything about that game was cool. I mean, you could be a cop. You could fight the good guys. Then you could be a good guy and fight the cops with your own upgrades. <laughs> then game Most Wanted and ruined everything, including the name Most Wanted, which was from a previous game. Yikes. So. Let's get on to the real review of Need for Speed Heat. Now, Need for Speed Heat goes into two different modes, night and day. You may be asking, what the hell are you talking about, night and day? Yeah, the game changes based on that. But, let me tell you. The concept of the night and day is that basically in day, you're capable of earning money. And it helps a lot. And it's mostly legal kind of racing, like circuit races, which is like, well, a circuit race. It looks like you know, legal stuff. You have drift trials. You have off-road racing, which again, seems to be legal as the characters state. So in the beginning, at day, you have three different modes of racing. The three main ones, by the way. And all you do is just race to get money. Are they hard? No, they're easy. Are they fun? They are. And I will get to more on that. For night, however, it will be flipped. While you still can do drift zone, drift trials actually, sorry, it's different than drift zone. Drift trials and races, it's better to do just races, mainly because as soon as you move a cop sees you and they're like, oh, what the hell are you doing? And they attack you. In the night mode, you gain RP, or reputation points. The more reputation you have, the more missions you have, the more cars you have, the more events unlock. So basically, they work hand in hand. With the day, you will get better car, better upgrade, so that you can do well at night. But the night does not end there. The night gets weird, the night gets horrifying. But before I get there, let's talk about the day portion of the game. Now, the day portion of the game is where, well, like I said, legal street races happen. 
Kind of reminds you of Pro Street, doesn't it? Now, you would think, why did everyone hate the idea of Pro Street back then? Because we wanted underground racing. We didn't want a main title, Need for Speed, to be legal all the way. That sucked. That was like playing Gran Turismo or Forza, and that was not why we had Need for Speed. So yeah, this is the reason. Nobody liked that because it was forced upon us, and we wanted something different. Maybe had they listened and included it as an option, it would have been better, just like now with Need for Speed Heat. It is an option, but it is not definitely the only way you can play the game. Well, yes, you have circuit races. Well, yes, you have legal races, but at the same time, you have sprint races, which are mostly exclusive to night, but in the day, you have a few of them, and that's good. That gives you a fresh perspective. Now, the day races are pretty much exciting, they're fun, and the day is amazing in this game. I mean, you get to behold lots of the beauty of the game in day, and you get to actually experience everything until it goes to, like, before the sunset. Like, all of that. I mean, the time in the game isn't real time, like, it doesn't move to night automatically, you have to actually tell it to, otherwise it will be stuck at sunset. But still, it's a great feeling. I mean, the graphics are amazing, the world is amazing, it looks really nice. And when it comes to races, drift, off-road, and race, they are pretty cool, they are pretty nice, I love them. But, here's the thing. Now, if you remember back then, in Payback at least, you had to tune your car to be able to do drifts, drags, and off-road, and anything else. Basically, you had to buy the right parts to be able to do that. In this game, that feature also comes back. And I would say that it is way more refined than it was in the previous game. If you ever heard my review of, my, of the previous game, I did say that it sucked because it didn't make sense for some cars to be able to do off-road and on-road and be amazing. One such example was the Porsche Panamera, which I had. I tuned it for off-road, and God, it was so damn OP that I couldn't believe it. Now, here, the same thing doesn't apply. You cannot have any car made into a drift or off-road and just expect it to do amazingly well. It doesn't. Some cars are heavy. Some cars are light. Some cars have better acceleration. All of that comes into play, and I applaud Ghost Studio, if they are the developers, I hope they are. Ghost Studio for making this a reality. This is a much improved version of what was in Payback, and I love them for it. Great job on that. It finally makes a huge difference on which car to use, and I tried it. I tried four different cars on a specific off-road track, and I used the same upgrades with them for them to actually make them off-road. And strangely enough, one car could go a lot of speed, but of course it was heavy, so it could not do as well. One car was lighter, yet it could have lots of speed. Not the top speed that it deserves, but it does a lot of speed. The other one was basically powerful and light and did amazingly well to drift in an off-road space, which made me happy. Huh. I was like, wow. So. Each one of you with the same upgrades can do different stuff. That's amazing. So, now, 
The funny thing is that when you look at things, when you look at everything related to these upgrades, while at first it might seem minimal and kind of annoying, it is a huge improvement and would love to congratulate them on making such an amazing game, at least in this part, because it really is amazing in this regard. And like I said, the races are good, the prices are good, everything in the game is pretty nice. And when it comes to collectibles, here's my big critic criticism. You ask me to collect God knows how many flamingos, billboards, all that shit for a trophy. I accept that. It's part of the grind. But when I do that, I expect a reward. So what does the game do? The game is like, yay, you unlock the car. And I'm like, yes, where's my car? And they say, you have to go buy this $2 million. I'm like, what? Why? These cars are not legendary cars, by the way. These are normal cars. The only legendary car that I would love to buy is the Ferrari Exo. That is a legendary car. It's very hard to obtain car, by the way, unless you have someone who can invite you to level 50 crew. But still, what the hell? I worked my ass off. And all I get instead of getting the car is the option to buy it? The privilege of buying it? I am sure nobody before finishing the game and buying basically the strongest car in the game will never ever go after these things and they will never be of use. I mean, it's not a bragging right to have that car. Maybe. But the difference is that even if it was a bragging right, whether being able to purchase it or not, it still would be bragging because, well, you did all the collectibles. But the problem I have is why the hell do I have to buy it? And even if I do, why is it much more expensive than the best car in the game? The car that in its stock form has 400 plus stats. Jesus Christ. That is weird. That is absolutely weird. God, no. Anyways, uh, like I said, the day version is, well, mostly legal racing and all that. But then comes the time where you have to go to night. The night version is for the, well, fun and destruction of fun happens. Well, it's very fun to race at night because the world looks very different by some reason. And I like that. The world looks very neon-like. And again, I like that. It actually looks cool. It fits. But the thing is, the cops ruin it. The cops are way too OP. You can practically run away from all of them. And when it goes to level three and beyond, no way you can. I had a car that could go to 300 as easily as possible, yet these guys were able to keep up with me. Why? Now, the only strategy that you have is to jump like really high. So you hope you can escape. After that, even if you do escape, they'll still have patrols. It is fun to escape from them, but the fact remains when you cannot beat them, which is a staple of a Nifer Speed. Like, I, I, I can't even ram my car into them and let, get them wrecked. Not them wrecking me when I ram them. Or basically, they are way too OP, way too fast. All of that takes away from the fun of having cops on your ass. 
Now many people in forums online have problem with the cups being way too strong than they need to be. The fact that they nudge you and half your life bar just goes away. Really? And why the hell do we have only free repairs? I understand it's supposed to be a horrifying aspect, so you be more careful. But seriously, it goes on your nerves after a while. I mean, sure, but it makes me feel like I'm playing a horror game rather than a racing game. It's not fun. I would love to destroy a cop car by you know, hitting it and watching it get blown up or something. And while some other people on the forums were against the idea that the game is way too hard when it comes to cops, they suggested that you should jump. I understand the jumping thing, sure, but seriously, you cannot always do that. It's never an option. Like, not always an option. I mean, it's a terrible thing. Why would you ask me to do that? I don't want to do that. So, okay, here's the thing. Races are fun. The environment is fun. Everything about this game is absolutely fun. The online mode, however, sucks. Sorry. It does suck. It's a terrible mode. I mean, not everyone is willing to race. There's no... I don't know, it's like they're trying to do an MMO with this thing. Again, the Need for Speed world is dead, guys. Let it be dead. Jesus. So, yeah, I hate that thing. I mean, the online mode is terrible. You expect to be at least, you know, a tournament style, something to give people the initiative to actually go to online mode and race. But nobody races, they just probably just play online just to do their own missions and they don't care about it, that they are in an online session. They just play online. That's a bad thing. Then we come to the worst thing in the game. The physics of the game don't make freaking sense. Everything in the game can be destroyed as if it were a very slim and thin cracker. You touch it, it gets destroyed. Whether it be a house, a tree, or anything, basically. And it annoys the hell out of me. There are some things that don't get destroyed, like bigger trees, which, <laughs> thank you, it makes sense. But seriously, 90% of the things in this game can get destroyed by your car just touching it. I hate that. Why do you do that? This game is absolutely weird when it comes to physics. It has no sense whatsoever, and I hate that. I really hope, I really wish that they could fix this, that it could be something better, but no, 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 they did not fix this. It still is terrible. So, yeah. The other thing that I hate is the fact that the cars rarely get destroyed. I even have the, I have like from the worst car to the best car in the game. I tried it. I tried hitting them every which way. The only damage that the majority of them get is a broken window. Now, when you move a little bit more forward, the damage to the car itself happens to, you know, high-end cars mostly, but it's not even that much. I would love to see my car wrecked. I don't know why they don't understand this thing. This was the fun of Need for Speed. Now, overall, my ideas are that basically, you know, this game does a lot of things right. The upgrading system is way better than Payback. It's the way things had to be. I love the fact that there are two different parts to the game that you have to work hand in hand. 
I hate the fact that the story is super cliche and stupid to the point that I didn't give a damn. I just wanted the trophies. Otherwise, I would have just continued with my own stuff and not care about the story. I mean, some of them don't even make sense. any sense. What the hell? And yet I love the fact that some of our favorite legendary cars are back. And in super high quality this time. So the game does a lot of things right. However, these doing things right is not necessarily the best way. They try to do it right, yet they come short a bit sometimes. But some other times they do it perfectly. Now, like I said, I love the game. It's a great game. But to me, it deserves an 8. It is a great game. And I wish that Ghost Studio would continue this trend because the next game will probably be something that I would probably give it 9. But I hope that they do. Need for Speed Reboot was this, was this basically step in the right direction. Payback was a step in the wrong direction, God. And yeah, remember that drag race? <laughs> it's not here anymore. Thank God. I love it. And yet, honestly, the cinematic feeling that Payback gave, it was pretty cool. I loved it. But other than that, everything else about the game was shit. So then comes Heat. Well, Heat, like I said, fixes lots of things, does not fix a lot of things, and goes back a little bit. So I would say that it's still stepping in the right direction, even though the steps are really slow. So Ghost Studio, EA, make the next one the best one. I expect the best from you guys who really defined the racing genre before anyone else could. So please do your best. And thank you guys for listening in. I know this was a long review, but I just finished platinuming the game. And these were on my mind for the longest time. I hope you guys enjoyed this review. I hope that basically you had fun listening. And probably I hope I helped you guys whether to buy this game or not. Thank you guys for joining. And I should go drink something. I talked way too much. See you guys in the next episode.